And that's how you recover from altitude sickness. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. So, Dan, I was just, you know, kind of in your neighborhood. You were. In a, in a, in my, like, yeah, in North my, Carolina in my, in my state. In, like, I mean, point to point from far away, like, feels like that's pretty far. I mean, we got mountains on one side, we got beach on the other. It's a whole thing. Well, um, I went up to Asheville uh, with some friends and had ourselves a wonderful time. The weather was gorgeous. And uh, Asheville's just a fun town. Asheville's a blast. I was trying to get into some stuff. There was definitely live music going on, but nothing that really kind of lined up with our plans. But, you know, I went to all of the normal places that I like to go there. There's a couple of cool music spots and all of that. Uh, I didn't make it to the Moog factory this time, um, but I did the last time we were there. And that's always kind of a fun thing to check out. I but, saw a dude uh, yeah. on the street there one time busking, playing a drum kit along with tracks. Okay. I've never seen that before, but he was really good. And um, yeah, I tipped him I tipped him hard. It was, uh, it was a fun thing. When we were outside of Mass General Store, which now I've yes, two locations yes, at this yes, point, yes. there was a saxophone player just, you know, riffing on stuff. And as we were walking in again, it was like 10 in the morning. Uh, he started playing tequila on saxophone. So like as we were literally walking into the store, it was like ba da da ba da ba ba and then like twenty people at once just yelled tequila. That's good. That's good. Tell me you did the peewee dance. Uh, I didn't because it was like it literally just as it kind of all happened, we were only on the tail end of it. I didn't uh, well the the forethought to do so. But I threw him a couple of bucks. Good. Uh, I had every intent like I had I had stickers in my pocket like I was gonna if I ran anybody or put them up, but I ended up not doing that because I was having too much fun. Right. I think that kind of goes without saying there there are no gigs. We uh, we had band practice, which I talked about last week, and then um, 80s Ladies Night is coming up this Saturday, and I uh, I need to do a couple of things. I need to follow up with the um, the ad stats over the weekend and kind of see where we're at and see if I need to kind of change focus or pour more money into one ad versus the other, and then just touch up base with the venue and see how sales are going on there, and hopefully things are moving smoothly. How about you? You know, we are prepping for uh, a gig on November 18th. Um, as we record here, it's Sunday, the 5th of November. And uh, yeah, so we got some time to do that. But that's really all I got on the calendar. I don't have a whole lot else going on. And probably I don't foresee a ton through the sort of winter months at this point. Yeah, we um, we got the contract out for that one holiday party. I wouldn't be surprised if we picked up maybe one other one. But we've got a couple of things where... I think we need to have some some business talks, just kind of figure out what we want 2024 to look like. I definitely have some big ideas, some stuff I'd love to do. Uh, one of them involves doing like a big 80s power ballad night in, in February Sweet. sometime around Valentine's yeah, Day. It's totally. been a thing I've always wanted to do. But, it, you know, it would require a fair amount of prep work and, and promotion and stuff. So just kind of figure out whether it makes sense and where we want to do it and all that good stuff. So, yeah, other than that, it's just... Uh, it's kind of hanging out and, and making sure that we uh, we got everything kind of shored up for this weekend. That's good. That's good. I actually do have a gig next week that is, um, uh, I just crossed my mind that I have it, but why, why it didn't occur to me will be clear when I tell you what it is. I'm going to be mm-hmm. running sound for mm-hmm. a singer-songwriter who's coming in to play a corporate event that is my acoustic partner and band co-front person Taylor's company. So she works gotcha. for a financial services firm and they're doing a new annual new, new customer thank you party or something. And um, they have, they have a singer coming up from Nashville. Apparently I, I don't know her, but she's, we've emailed about what her input list looks like and it's real simple. So yeah, I'll be running sound for that for a few hundred bucks on uh, Thursday night. So 
Sweet. It's interesting. Yeah, I've I, never I, done that kind of gig before where I wasn't the performer, but, uh, yeah, I actually, I, it, it just reminded me that I I'm renting my PA out ah. for, uh, for an event second or third week of November. A friend of mine who is a DJ, uh, has a, a wedding coming up and I wouldn't normally rent my rig out to a DJ, but he's a guy who actually, you know, knows what he's doing. He's been doing it forever. So yeah. And it, it, it was literally, I was walking out of guitar center as he was walking in and I was like, well, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I was going to get quotes on renting a PA. I was like, I got a PA. Yeah. And I literally like we did the, like we did the handshake deal in the parking lot of the guitar center. <laughs> he just turned around and went home. That's good. So yeah, I've got a couple of things I got to figure out. I need a, um, either to pull the wireless mic out of our rig or find some other contingency to have a portable setup with a wireless bike for him. But other than that, yeah, it's good to go. Cool. So yeah, the the thing that we were kind of talking about as we were getting ready to record this week is that we don't really have a whole lot going on. It's a, there's a, I feel like next week there's going to be some decompression or postmortem on our gigs, but there was just a couple of interesting things that happened over the past week that uh, I feel like are worth talking about. But before we get into that, Let's go ahead and drop into reviews. Now, last week we had mentioned that you can now leave reviews on specific episodes. And this review is from episode 289, So You Want to Play Acoustic Gigs, from listener Jeff Grant. It says, helpful advice. I have listened to the entire catalog of your podcast. This might be the first one that I listened to twice. So big thanks to Jeff nice. Grant for the kind words. Yeah. I've now kind of been focused on checking every week to see if anybody's dropped stuff on uh, new episodes as they air. So uh, if you want to hear us shout you out, that's the easiest way to do it. It's good. Is, do they have an interface for us to look at them across or do you have to go episode by episode and look at comments on each, each one? It's a, it's a little tricky if uh, they do give you the ability to approve them before they, they show publicly. Mm -hmm. And so there is kind of an, an inbox where it's got like, you know, ones that haven't been approved yet, but I feel like, all of the ones that have come in are already up and visible and that we can literally, we can ask questions in the episode notes if we want people to answer them. <laughs> so that's something we should uh, consider yeah. as we kind of move on. And yeah, we've got all kinds of stuff to look forward to. On that note, I also was really stoked to see our Instagram numbers go up a little bit because people heard about our giveaway with rock stock pedals. We are still in the process of getting all of that hammered out. But if you haven't already, go ahead and hop on there. And hopefully within the next week or so, we'll have the deets on how to win a free pedal from them and us and all of that good stuff. So stay tuned for that. And I think that covers all of the podcasty, showy things that we've got going on. Cool. So let's talk about news, yeah, news, shall we? Absolutely. Why don't you go ahead and and hit this one off? Well, because this one you brought to my attention. Yeah. So something just hit the news. I guess a couple of days ago, I saw it today, which is that Live from Daryl's House is coming back. And so, if you don't Ooh. know Live from Daryl's House, you really need to. It's a YouTube channel, and um, mainly, mainly that's the platform. And Daryl, the Daryl in question is Daryl Hall of Hall and Oats. And on this show, he brings on really great people, really great performers that you know, and they chat and hang out and it's fun. And then they do a cover of one of those artists songs. And I first saw it when they did foreplay slash long time by Boston. And part of the thing of it is they do it very, very true to the recording. I mean, it's yeah. startling how, how good the 
cover is. So um, it's been down for four years. There's not been new content on that channel for four long years, and they've just announced that it's coming back. And it's pretty, pretty cool. The guests that are yeah. coming are um, Charlie Starr from Black Blackberry Smoke. Ro- a hometown boy. Hometown boy, that's right. Um, King Crimson guitarist and now three-time podcast shout-out guitarist <laughs> Robert Fripp, one of my favorites. And I, just, I realized like a couple weeks ago, I'd mentioned him two weeks in a row, and here's like, I took a week there off of go. mentioning Robert Fripp, but here we are mentioning Robert Fripp again. Andy Grammer and Lisa Loeb will be on a little later in November. And then, um, yeah, and then Howard Jones on December 6th because Howard Jones just totally rules. Um, so be sure and check those out. It's really, really great work they do. And it's a fun piece of content and, uh, uh, a good time oh and sorry and i forgot to mention yeah. uh glenn tilburg from squeeze he's also gonna be yeah on, he's the first one well first that one one's up. already aired by the time this is coming yeah, out i got so. you yeah, yeah 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 so you can go to uh live from daryl's house and see the glenn tilburg of squeeze episode and actually the charlie star one may be out by the time this one hits yeah. the, uh, the pod for waves. sure i'll be tempted to see the squeeze one. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> terrible uh. but yeah the the thing that i love about the live from Daryl's house videos is that they do a couple of things. There's an, in, there's an interview kind of component. Yep. And then there's, there's a thing where they'll do like a hollow note song. And then Daryl Hall will do one of their songs. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of like give and take ebb and flow kind of thing. And it's just cool to see people do things that are outside of kind of what they're known for. Yeah. I wouldn't say comfort zone necessarily, but uh, there's been some really, really great ones. If, if you are not familiar with that, whole show format you should go and look through the back catalog because there are some really heavy hitters yeah. just really just joyful music content which you know we could always use more of. that's right uh i'm stoked on this I, I will definitely be checking those out I, the the hojo one is top of the list yeah. I, I will <laughs> it's gonna be, be great patiently waiting yeah i'm excited big 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 fan so this is something that uh has been a very hot topic on the patreon slack Mostly because we actually have a member uh, talking about multiple shout outs uh, a few weeks in a row, Jonathan Pratis, yep. who is from New Orleans. And it's just an interesting guy. He hosts a Beatles podcast. So, you know, the second that we heard this news drop that the Beatles were releasing a new song, mm-hmm. uh, he was the first person to chime in. And uh, we've just had a really fun time having a conversation about it. So, for those of you who are just now finding out about this, this past week, the Beatles released a new song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story goes all the way back to uh, 1995 when uh, the remaining Beatles got together to kind of shore up the curation of the first Beatles anthology, which was like this massive cultural event back in the 90s. And part of what they were able to do is release two new songs because they had uh, tracks from John Lennon that they then added additional instrumentation to. I think Jeff Lynn was in the producer chair for that. Uh, wouldn't surprise Free me. Yeah. Free as a Bird was the the lead single off of that. And there was a, there was a third song that was literally just a cassette demo of John Lennon playing piano and singing this song. And at the time, they were not able to finish it because... At that point, there wasn't a way to isolate his voice in a way that they could kind of build the tracks around it because it was it's literally just a single cassette channel and it was noisy and there was just... Yeah, it was just it live in the room. It, it wasn't a multi, multi-track or anything like that. It was nope. just uh, on a mic. So they unfortunately had to scrap that idea and it just kind of sat dormant. In the process of doing the Get Back documentary with Peter Jackson, they developed this method of using machine learning yep. to 
extract audio tracks from these flattened audio files. And once they realized that they had the ability to do that, they were like, well, why don't we go and take a look at this unreleased song and see if we can get it to work? And apparently it was literally just like they ran it through and it's like, and it was done. Yeah. Considering that they probably spent a week trying to make this thing happen back in the 90s and the team that uh, Peter Jackson works with was able to do it in like less than three minutes. Right. It's got to be just an absolute mind blow scenario. Well, and it's where we're at. That's that's how technology is moving these days. But it was really cool. Like if not only do they have the song that you can, I mean, it's, it's out now. You can stream it and listen to it. There's also a documentary. It's about 12 minutes long on uh, the Beatles YouTube channel where you can kind of experience the process as, as it happens. And it's just, uh, it's really, really cool to see what they were able to do. And it, it really just showed like they were able to, once they had the components separated, they were able to really like dig into it and find the things that they could use. And also the fact that they were able to take some of the content from the original sessions that George Harrison had contributed to, who is also no longer with us. Right. He passed away in 2001. And, and, he was also able to be a part of that, which is just, it's crazy to think about. And, you know, we were kind of having this conversation around, and it it's a tricky word, but it's the ethics of using posthumous material from artists who are no longer with us. And in this particular case, I don't think there's any sort of issue with it yeah. per se, because this was clearly meant as a, a way to create a collaborative work and continue some stuff that John Lennon uh, was not able to complete. And uh, I mean, he, it was from Yoko. Yoko provided the the source material. So yeah, you know, so the estate's cool with there. it. You know, it's... Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... And I mean... <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. Go ahead to, it, but it's also not lost on me that there's definitely... Uh, there's money to be made for these kinds of things to <laughs> yeah. occur. So For sure. There's that for sure. Yeah. Now, now the, what were you going to say? Well... The the thing of it is the song is called Now and Then. So it's not um the the lyric is not about nostalgia in particular. It's um sort of a lost love song. But the the fact of it being now and then and then um the very best thing about it, you know, as I listened to the song, I wondered to myself, like if if I'd heard this on the white album, would it have seemed out of place? And the answer is no. It would have seemed mm-hmm. it, it would have fit, but would it have been a hit? Probably not. And I'm willing to bet John knew that, which is why it never made it past demo stage. Yeah. So it's a fine song, but it's not, it's not, it ain't yesterday. Yeah. But the video is staggeringly good. And it's, yeah. it, it, if you haven't seen it, you just really got to. It combines video from across the entire era of the Beatles and including the post Beatles lives of those you know, people. And, um, at one point there are three eras of Paul McCartney's on screen, kind of, kind of interacting with each other. And it's, it's lovely. It's really just charming and great. So for me, the video is the best part. The song's fine. The tech is amazing. Um, who knows what other kind of stuff might get resurrected from, you know, long lost demos from bands that are long gone. And then of course, yeah, like you say, you got to confront the ethics of all that, but the video really is the best part of the whole thing. It really was, was very, very nicely done. Well, considering that you had really talented storytellers who were kind of a part of the creative team right. behind it, right. you're going to yeah, you're you're going to get a good product out of yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, it, it's easy for the remaining Beatles to put out great stuff because they've got all of the resources available to them that are necessary to do that, and they just know that it's got to be good, and and they've got the every 
everything in their power to make oh, it. Oh, so. yeah, more money than God to begin with. And then just people just jumping at the chance to be a to part of it. work with them, and then this huge mm -hmm. back catalog of content that they can pull from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's massive. So, you know, it, it's, it's always interesting when these kinds of things pop up because it is a nostalgia thing. It is kind of a, it, it hits all of these different notes because it's amazing on so many different levels. But at the end of the day, it, it really is about the creative work and it's about the performance and it's about the emotional connection that music has on people. Yeah. And, and the way that telling stories, you know, either through music or the music videos, whatever, uh, can impact people. And I, I don't know anybody who has seen it that hasn't had a very strong reaction yeah. to it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is one of those kind of things where it's, you feel happy and kind of sad mm -hmm. and kind of like, it's, it's all those feelings. It's the, the complex emotional state of just being an adult. Yeah. Th there's a moment where there's footage of the orchestra creating the or orchestral pad underneath it and a young John Lennon just sort of goofing around kind of pretending to conduct. Don't know where that video would have come from, but, um, it, yeah, that it, it was so true to sort of his persona, especially early on in the Beatles when he was like leaned toward goofy and, you know, before he'd aged into cynical, um, mm -hmm. And it was, it was that moment hit me. That moment struck me a lot because as much as I like Bitter John, that his 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 goofy sweet side from early in the career was really where I came to love him. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great piece of work. And you know, while this may be the last opportunity that we get to experience a new Beatles project of this sort, it definitely opens up the possibility of getting this kind of material from other groups. Sure. You know, the, the first one that came to my mind as it was kind of like coming out was like, well, I wonder what Freddie Mercury stuff they have, <sighs> in the, you know? Yeah. I wondered about Zeppelin and what, yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot to consider. Yeah. And, uh, I am tentatively excited at the prospect. I could definitely see it getting out from underneath us and there being, problematic things because like one of the things that i enjoy right now is the the ai modeled singing of like other people's songs yes. there's a lot of them the currently the one that i keep seeing is is people making james hetfield sing <laughs> just the most outrageous yeah. stuff i think the, <laughs> the best one that isn't james hetfield there's one of ozzy osbourne singing still the one by uh shania twain beautiful and it's it's uh it's really something but it's also really something to hear to hear James Hetfield sing Gangnam Style in Korean, <laughs> which is out there. Yeah, you know James James is still around, so if he really wanted to do that, he could. Right. It's it's the uh, it's the the dead ones that we've got to maybe advocate for. Yeah, yeah, and I guess um, there's some question in some cases whether the the estate has the best artistic uh, outcomes in mind versus the best commercial outcomes. Sure. Um, that That's always a question. Yeah. I, if if it, they start doing it to Prince, we'll know that it's gone too far. For sure. Yeah. That's, I think that's the, the barrier of, of entry for, for most of us. Yeah. Yeah. Anything Prince didn't release, he meant not to release. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's, it's nice to just talk as music fans. Yeah. We like being helpful, but sometimes you just want to talk about like fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, so, cool stuff I saw uh, on the internet this week. That could be a podcast. Yes. Cool stuff I saw on the internet this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what the world needs is another one. Another of those. one of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
if you have thoughts on the the new Beatles song, let us know. Coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you are on YouTube, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. We've been getting a lot of comments on YouTube uh, this past week. <laughs> that Beato bump's no joke. We're about to hit 10,000 views on that uh, Rolling Stones Dang, all uh, right. article one. Good. It's um, not all great. I'll just go ahead and leave it at that. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes... Uh, opening yourself up to wider audience uh you're you're introducing people to content that they're not familiar with and and we are not familiar to them so right our our takes are not appreciated anymore (laughs) right (laughs) oh well i have a artist i really really loved him carsey blanton i think i've talked about her on the pod before Mm -hmm. and she when john prine died she wrote a song in tribute of him that was really well done really really good and went hardcore vir- viral and um and then some people started like a lot of people subscribed to her and then found out that she's like a big time revolutionary radical person and um the comment, you're like hang on yeah, a minute the comments on her stuff went like oh carsey we love you why do you have to be political like well like where were you 30 seconds before the john prine thing because like <laughs> this has been me the whole time yeah well and i like we were i don't feel like anything we said was political but like women like women, women. That was the biggest issue. Women. Oh, on the on the guitarist list. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, women. How, just, how dare they? Yeah, yeah. How dare they? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and I feel like other people just like they were like, but my favorite guy wasn't on there. It's like, well, it wasn't Steve's. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the list of two hundred fifty of Steve's favorite <laughs> yeah. guitar players. It wasn't the, thing. the greatest. Yeah. And so you have to. A part of me was like, do we engage? Or do I, I don't know. It depended on how I was feeling that day. Sometimes, some, sometimes I chose violence. So yeah. you want to see me get into it. Uh, you could just go check out the, uh, that video for yourself. Yeah. That's all I got for this week. Had a, like the greatest weekend of all time and, uh, just feeling great. Looking forward to this week, getting this 80s show out of the way and prepping for a very, very diverse holiday, uh, party, uh, in a, in a few weeks. And, uh, that's it. Very cool. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. If you'd like to support the show, you can do any of the stuff that Mike's about to tell you. Otherwise, I'll go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of November 10th, 2023. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show, and apparently you do too, because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free, and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up here's three things you need to do a you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform you're already in the app click five stars right now write some words done while you're there share this episode to a fellow musician there's a share icon on your podcast app text it to him and say you need to listen to this you need to get better you're not a good musician this will help you two you have to follow them on your social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do, but here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out, and it's just a great overall community do it i'm serious do it now do all these things or else the pork tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar i'm serious we'll do it 